1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a very special guest. Her name is Sandra Myers. She's from the United States. And we're going to be talking about successfully dating during COVID. Now, Sandra, she's a, the co-founder of Select Date Society, a matchmaking organization. So welcome, Sandra.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Lynn.
1: And it's my pleasure. And I'm so interested to know more about you and I'm sure our audience is too, about what actually got you into this industry and what led you to be doing what you're doing now?
2: Well, so it's kind of funny. I started out in telecom sales, literally walking the streets of Miami and Fort Lauderdale, um, going door to door selling 25 cents uh, long distance. And I I did not enjoy this, Um, but I really enjoyed meeting the people. So what I wound up happening to do is introducing some of these people that I was meeting during sales calls to each other. Um, And one of the women that I introduced to, and they wound up getting married, uh, she actually told me that her friend who was a recruiter had a job for a matchmaker that I'd be perfect with. So that's how he reached out to me. I wound up meeting with Andrea McGinty, who started It's Just Lunch way, way about 26 years ago, actually almost 30 now. Um, and I I kind of backdoored it. like So I kind of put it out there that this is what I love to do, started doing it before I had a business card. And um, I got hired at It's Just Lunch. And I've been in the industry ever since, absolutely love it.
1: Excellent, and I love your story behind it as well. You just sort of using your own natural gifts from a previous job, so to speak, uh, in a new industry.
2: Yeah, I think you build it, and it will come, right? Transferable <laughs> <laughs> <Some> <laughs> talents and skills.
1: <laughs> yes. So we we're going to be talking today about successfully dating during COVID, and you you said something really interesting to me off air, and that is that you've had probably. Your most successful months, or eighteen months, I should say, probably more now since COVID first hit the world with this global pandemic, in terms of dating results during this particular period than you know probably as a previous longer period prior to that. So I'm interested to know that story and how that is doing. Yes,
2: yeah, so when COVID hit. Um- we, yeah, you know, my partner and I were not really quite sure how this was going to go, um, and I think her and I both have a belief system that what you pay attention to gets bigger, um, and we decided we we're going to pay attention to people will need love now more than ever, and and that was our mindset. So we didn't handle our business any differently, and uh, we felt that connections will be made, and we and that was just what we chose to believe and what we shared with our clients we felt would happen. Um, it's it's kind of interesting what you say and what you think definitely draws and attracts the kind of people that are like-minded. Um, and those are the clients that came aboard and their thought process was the same. You know what? I'm happy to meet somebody over Zoom. I, we had no idea how this was gonna go, Lynn. Um, but shockingly and actually surprisingly, these are people that have connected and we've had two engagements um, and also so many people that have connected that are now meeting in person over the last couple of months that found that meeting over, you know, a, a forum like Zoom or FaceTime or however they're meeting, they were forced to actually have real content conversations, not just, oh, how's your food or talking to the waiter or talking to other people and, and being engaged just by meeting over a dinner. They actually really got to know each other really well, very quickly, because they were forced to communicate. Um, so it's interesting for us as a company to see that, you know, human connection happens regardless of where and, and how. So you're either gonna connect with an individual, it won't matter if you're in front of them um, or you're over Zoom. When people, there's this thing chemistry that nobody can define, that it either happens or it doesn't. Um, And and not being in front of somebody has clearly not been a deterrent for that to happen. So it's been really exciting for us.
1: I 100% agree. And for those audience members that are not familiar with what a Zoom platform is, It's just an online video call type platform or meeting platform, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it just gives you the opportunity to be face-to-face, but you're in your home, they're in their home. And I also feel, you know, as I got feedback from clients, that they actually were more comfortable because they were in their own setting. They were comfortable, they were in their home, they had their dog on their lap, they were talking, they had a glass of wine, they didn't have to worry about driving home. And it was really relaxed and they showed up more as their authentic self um, than they probably would have if they were a face-to-face meeting at the in the first, you know, meeting. So I, I actually, as the more we talk to clients and got feedback, the more it made sense to me. Like this actually is a great avenue for clients that do better with less pressure.
1: Yeah, uh, and I can see how that would work great because I think as well, it, it takes the pressure off um. You know, feeling that you might be, you know, self coerced into spending the night with somebody and getting sexually intimate before you're ready as well, doesn't it?
2: Well, at Select Date Society, one of the things we tell our clients to do if you want, you know, our clients are looking for that, the one, you know, the person that they really generally want to spend the rest of their life with. So we usually give them advice to take it slow, give yourself the opportunity. And the luxury of getting to know someone before you throw that into the mix. Clearly, everybody can do what they'd like, but that's always our advice. But it's a great point, Lynn, you know, where, yes, it takes that physicality off the table. So if that's something that stresses you out on a first date, um, it's it's perfect for somebody like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think it's, it's actually great to be going back to more basics around I suppose, the old-fashioned courting, albeit it's remotely over, you know, a video platform. But like we've just spoken about, it is and can feel just as present and energetic as being in a face-to-face situation, can't it?
2: Absolutely. You know, I think one of the fun things about being single is that new relationship and really enjoying that beginning stage of things. Uh, And I think what's happened now is everybody is so quick and want everything to get to the end goal um, that they're missing out on a really great part of a relationship, which is that exploring and getting to know each other and, you know, being surprised by each other and finding out these new things um, and allowing that by the time you do want to be intimate, that there's a real genuine connection and it's at a much higher level than if you were to again meet somebody move it real quick jump into bed with them in a week and then the next thing you know um you're disappointed but you don't really even know who you were just with Mm. so it slows it down and i think it actually provides better end goal results
1: yeah i absolutely 100 percent think that that is the upside of the current climate isn't it and that we are being forced now to take our time in relationships, get to know people properly and actually become good friends first and foremost as a great solid foundation to then progress the relationship on to something deeper if you choose
2: to do so. Yeah, and I also think, Lynn, if you think about it, more people today have a high priority for a relationship than they did before COVID. Uh, you can get caught up in the hustle bustle, your daily routine, moving it forward, having a goal. Uh, most times, this gets set aside as a lower priority. Well, when everybody was locked in, you know, in their homes and they did not have anybody, and they realized they are being forced to live alone by themselves. It, it really was a wake-up call, I think, for a lot of clients, especially, clients that are successful and have fulfilled lives through their business, mm. once that was tapered back and they had to just sit with themselves, they kind of realized, you know what? I have been kind of putting this on the back burner and this really should be a higher priority. So I think for, for most people, reprioritizing their love life is, is the lemonade of the lemons of COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> the lemonade of the lemons of COVID. Yeah. And like you say, I think people are realizing as well, you know, what's important in your life, you know, and it is relationships, you know, more than material things because material things are just stuff. I mean, okay. Yes. Making money is nice, you know, and, and can enhance your life, but it doesn't make up for having great relationships, does it?
2: No. I mean, I've worked with clients over the past 26 years. Some, you know, are, Super wealthy. I've worked with the billionaire before. I've worked with people that are in the public eye, people that have worked at the White House. Um, You know, all of that achievement is fantastic. But isn't the whole point of achievement to be able to share your successes with someone? Mm -hmm. That's what validates it. That's what makes it concrete and solid. Because you can't sit at home alone in your house and self-aggrandize and feel good. You know, you you want to share your rewards and successes with someone. Um, and I think that's what happens for a lot of the, the 20-somethings that they're all in over here. And then they get up into their 30s and then they realize, wow, where did those 10 years go? And that was all I thought about. We have more 20-something clients uh, this year than I have in the last five. Wow, so that's interesting it, stuff. Yes. And these are successful, came out, you know, guns a blazing, got their career on track, but they're not waiting till their thirties anymore. You know, they're like, you know what? I don't want to get married and have kids that next six months because my clock is ticking. I want to take the time. I want to build a relationship. I want to enjoy all of what a relationship has to offer each and every stage of it. So they're seeing the value more, even in our younger generation. So, again, you know, if you I always try to find something good out of something bad, because to me, that's, that's when you achieve, right? You've, you've got to see the, the best out of it and focus on that. And for us, that's what we did as a company. Select Aid Society is, uh, you know, we're a real boutique small company with a very high level of service. But at the end of the day, We like to be on the winning team, Lynn, and we like to work with clients that have the mindset that they see this happening for themselves so that we can jump on board and just make it happen. So, you know, again, most people are a little weary because lockdowns are coming again, or, you know, they don't know if they're going to be able to meet in person. It's For us, it's a no-brainer. We tell clients, if we choose you, it's because we see this happening. And it won't COVID, is not going to get in the way of love. It just doesn't.
1: You know, in fact, you can seize it like you have as a company and organisation as an opportunity to help people connect online, face-to-face and see each other, you know, over the internet and, and actually build, you know, that proper foundation that we were talking about before, before taking things in the relationship to the next level.
2: Yeah, I think the, the key thing that you really need to think about is who are you meeting, right? Um, that to me is the, is the bigger detriment of dating is not knowing who you're exposing yourself to. So whether you want to work with a matchmaker or if you are just doing online dating, maybe you don't have the resources to hire a matchmaker, you know, you really just want to make sure you take the time to get to know who you're getting to know Mm. Uh, because you don't want to spend a year with somebody to come to find out you had no idea of who they were or what they were. And you totally put all your eggs in that basket. So just as some advice to singles out there, you know, if you can afford to hire a matchmaker, yes, to have them vet and go out on the first date for you and take care of all the business you don't want to do. So you can have fun. That's amazing. but if you can't do that, you still you want to think about the kinds of questions you want to get covered before you choose to put yourself in a situation of being physical or progressing something down that road. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely makes sense. And what advice would you give to our audience around you know protecting themselves you know if they're talking to people online you know because obviously like you say initially you don't know their history, their background, you don't know if they're married or in a relationship. So, you know, how do they do the due diligence themselves if they're not able to invest in a matchmaking service?
2: Well, my husband happens to be a private investigator. (laughs) But what I've learned through him Mm -hmm. um, is that you can find out so much about people right online. Uh, You know, if they tell you they own a home okay you can find that out it's it's public record you know if they tell you they work somewhere you know the the signs are probably more for where i can tell you most people know how to use the internet to google people and if you can't find somebody and you can't verify anything about them to me play it safe walk away um if you can Find out at least their first and last name and look them up. And there are things that verify who they are, you know, at least you could feel a little bit better about it. Um, But, you know, there's also online services where you can do background checks and it's very affordable. I think it's like $25 a month. So if you meet somebody that you really, really like and you're like, wow, I can't seem to get information, I would really like something more, sign up, pay the $25. Run the background check. Um, But at the end of the day, I think most people should just trust their instincts. You know, I think most of us know when we're going down the wrong road. The red flags are popping. You choose to ignore them, but you kind of know. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I did some online dating. uh, When was it? In 2009, 2010, going back a long, long time now. But um, I know from those experiences that the the big red flags were if somebody and this is not detriment to anybody who genuinely is in the military but a lot of scammers do say they are in the military because they're out to scam you out of money and they can legitimately say they're out of the country and make up some sort of excuse as to why they need that money to enable them to get away from whatever situation they're currently in and I I always found it, you know, it was usually they said they were widowed or divorced and they was in the military. And it, every time it was a, you know, every time somebody said that and I checked into it, it was a, a big scam. You know, it wasn't it weren't wasn't the person they said they were at all.
2: Well, you know, again, you're you're dealing with how many millions of people on the planet, how many millions are single. You know, you never you're never going to be able to hundred percent verify everything, you know, when you're out there on your own dating, but here's the thing. This is what I would suggest for singles to do. Tell your friends that you're single, let anybody that, you know, know that you're looking Um, go to events of things that you really enjoy doing get around like-minded singles um, so that you can kind of get around them, see them in their own environment. Hear things, people that know them, you can kind of get connected. Um, I I just think it's a much better way of meeting people uh, than, you know, aimlessly dating. You know, I'm not saying that you can't find somebody great online. People have. I mean, there's been success stories there too. I just think that they're far fewer. Um, But look, I think most people have invested in their career, they've invested in their home their car they've invested in their education um if you're really serious about moving the needle and getting your love life where you want it to be investing in a matchmaker is just a great idea um it just puts you in a position to win more readily
1: yeah and have all the boxes ticked you know such as like you say the background checks and and knowing that that person has been checked out and uh has been verified by a third party, you know, puts you massively at ease. So I would highly recommend it as
2: well. I know from, well, you know- Just to note, because I want to be careful here, just to note, not all matchmakers do background checks. Um, and and typically, like with us, we work mostly off direct referral. So it's it's not something that we'll do. They have to sign an agreement that we can do it at any time. Um, mm-hmm. But we really look up who we're looking at before we even get into an interview situation with them. Um, so I, I don't want that to be, I was just giving that as an opportunity when you're meeting somebody out there on your own. But for matchmakers, we heavily scrutinize who we connect with and who who we allow to meet with our clients. But again, not every matchmaker does that, just to be clear.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's good and bad in any industry, isn't there? So like you say, you know, um, you you go by somebody's rep- reputation and yes. re- recommendation and referral usually and um, look up any testimonials that uh, they have on their, their site or through their information.
2: Absolutely. You know, look, y- you live and you learn, right? <laughs> Amber and I have been in the business, uh, you know, since 96 and 98. Where I was at 26 when I got into this industry And what I thought and what I even thought to ask or think of ahead down the road of what bumps could happen in a relationship, where I am now in my career, as opposed to that, it's night and day. So I would say if you're going to work with a matchmaker, yes, absolutely look at their reviews. Um, That's the nice thing about the transparency of Google and reviews and things like that. Um, But I would also say you should feel comfortable with the person you're talking to and experience matters i'm sorry when it comes to life experience experience does weigh in um and you you know because you've lived it you've Mm. seen it and you've been exposed to other things that you know when you're in your 20s you kind of don't know you can't know what you don't know
1: right absolutely until you do
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And we just want our clients to have the luxury of knowing we've got very tenured people on our team that have been through it, that have seen it all. And we can we can definitely manage and get our clients into a place where they can feel safe, secure, and excited about dating again instead of feeling like they're aimlessly out there in the ocean of sharks and piranhas, like come into our little ponds where boots lily pads and just nice calm waters
1: (laughs) i love that nice calm waters yeah and one of the other tips i'd give around you know setting yourself up for success in terms of uh, making yourself feel a bit more secure around who you may be uh contacting or, or talking to is um try and keep it as local to yourself as possible. So it does make it very much easier then to verify who they are, isn't it? Because you can tell by the way they described, you know, the local area, if it's not correct or not. And you then know that they've been genuinely uh, who they are more if they are from where you are specifically.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, Lynn, I really think you've got to use your instincts. This person could be your next door neighbor, right? And you, as a neighbor, he's always been wonderful and nice to you, right? Mm-hmm. And you've known him for 10 years and you think, I've known this man for 10 years. This is safe. Well, you know your next door neighbor in a relationship, and he may be wonderful as a neighbor. But in a relationship, he may not be good for you. So I, I don't know if the distance guarantees the result. I think that you've got to give yourself, again, take your time. TYT. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Allow yourself to get to know someone regardless of where they are. Ask questions. I think you everybody will agree. You know when you ask somebody a question, whether they're tentative, whether they've got to say, oh, well, um, you know, and use a lot of filler words to answer your questions. When they do that, that's typically a very good sign that they're not willing to give you the honest answer. So I just think even in human communication with your friends, with people that you get to know new new classmates and roommates or anything, you've just got to use your good judgment and your instincts. And if you follow that, most people would do much better.
1: That's great advice. I love that. So, Steph, sorry, Sandra. (laughs) It's It's okay. Speaking to Stephanie earlier on. Uh, So, Sandra, what would you advise in terms of, you know, somebody that's looking to possibly invest in selecting a a matchmaking service? Um, What would you advise them in terms of the, the right mindset they need to be in before, you know, taking that step.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we firmly believe how it begins is how it goes. So if you come in looking to hire a matchmaker and your mindset is I'm going to do this, but I don't feel like it's going to work, but I'm almost forced to do it because it's my last resort. If that's your mindset, please don't call us. Um, (laughs) we would prefer you come in with, I see your business model makes sense. I see this as a better option and I can see this working. Um, Clearly, if we take somebody on, we interview maybe six, seven, eight people before we take on one. Um, So we're really very, very specific about who we see having a success story here. Um, And a part of it is seeing it before it happens You know, those are people, successful people in anything. They usually can visualize what their end goal looks like before Mm. it even happens so that they can see it happening for themselves. They feel that they are emotionally in a good place. They're happy on their own. They're not looking for someone to make them happy. That's a big one. Um, And you've got to have an idea of these are the things that I want but I don't have to have all of them. If it's a really good person and I get 70% of what I've asked for, I still want to meet them. So again, you can't put people to paper. You know, my husband on paper and I met him through a matchmaker. Honestly, I would not have wanted to meet him at all because he was on paper, sounded awful to me. Mm -hmm. But meeting him, I mean, he's one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. I would have really missed out. So we want clients that are going to trust our judgment and let the professionals do the thing. You don't go to the doctor and say, listen, so I've looked all this up online. I've got this thing on my knee. And I think that like, again, trust the professional to be the professional and guide you through it so that you can genuinely find your way to the end goal. Absolutely. Great
1: advice. And you know, I I tend to sort of advise clients that you know go by what the other person makes you feel rather than you know have a a list of um, physical traits that you want. You know, he's got to be six foot tall, dark hair, have a stubbly beard. You know, be a gymnast and uh, work out every day, and you know, learn, earn at least a two hundred grand a year, and you know all these things. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, look, it's healthy to know what you've learned, right? From last and past relationships. So that's one thing to say, you know, this didn't work for me. He's super independent. I find myself wanting to spend more time with my partner. Those kind of things are su- are very helpful. But when you come in with a checklist, they have to have blue eyes. They need mm-hmm. to be 62. They have to be this, this, that they need to be in this zip code that, that um, we don't, I don't touch that person with a 10 foot pole because as a matchmaker, what we've learned, some of my best success stories, some of a selected society's best success stories have come when we've engaged the client to kind of go outside of the box that they provided for us and venture out. So I'm not a firm believer that the lists work. I think it's a guide, but putting people to paper is a big mistake.
1: Yeah, I've learned that myself, you know, and I think it's good to throw in a wild card now and again, just say, would you be interested? Doesn't necessarily pick all your boxes, but, you know, we think this would be a great match for you. It's a bit of a wild card, you know, be open to it.
2: (laughs) That's exactly right. That's the kind of mindset that clients here They succeed because they allow us to do our job. Um, There's just something about intuition when you meet with somebody And a guttural feeling like, wow, this person would be great for this. And then when you go to the paper, you're like, it's not really. When we call our client, we just say, listen, I know that the details are not there. But the feeling that we got when we met with this man for you was 100% there. Are you open? What's nice is our clients value our judgment and they trust us. That's why we have the success that we do. Um, When you're working with a a client and they don't trust you, that's usually when things don't go well. Mm. So That's what we look for. We want a relationship with our client. We want them to feel like family. We want them to understand. Everybody here will know who they are. Everybody is invested in their success. Um, And that's what makes the difference. Because when you feel taken care of and appreciated, you are more apt to be open to what someone's offering you,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think, you know, sometimes we can get boxed in around age as well, you know, being a barrier, you know, in terms of age gaps, for example, which needn't be, you need they.
2: I mean, the age thing, to me, the only time people really need to pay a little more attention is when you're wanting to have children. Yeah. You know, but even today, the women can freeze their eggs. I mean, there's just so many things now um, that it's not as, predominant as it used to be. But yeah, I mean, look for the difference of six months, you're not going to meet this guy. Again, it's really up to the matchmaker to build the relationship because it's like, say society, that's the most important key piece that has to be there. We have to be able to communicate with our client. We have to feel that they're going to take our guidance. Um, Without that, quite frankly, um, we're not doing much more than doing uh, you know using a computer to match somebody. Hmm. And we don't. you know we don't use computers to match clients. We sit down, we huddle oh, yeah. together. We talk about, yeah, no, I mean that that doesn't serve anybody. Well, if, if a computer did this well, um, then all the online dating services, there would never have been a need for a matchmaker. So the nice piece about being in this industry, is being able to see and for our team to see somebody's life completely change. It's incredible. Uh, And and that's, that's the win. That's why you stay in this industry because it's tough. You're dealing with people's heart and emotions and all of that. But the reward is so great that it outweighs that.
1: And that's where the experience kicks in. You know, I'm, I'm pleased to hear you don't really rely on any sort of online tech apps to sort of, create any potential matches because you know, as a human being and being in the industry for as long as you have, you how to trust your own instincts, don't you?
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's what makes this work. And, and otherwise anybody could be a matchmaker. I think every person has a very innate talent and you choose to either go where your talent lies I I think, you know, I just was asked this in authority magazine, a very similar question that was about, you know, can you be successful and, you know, and why are you successful and have both things be passionate at the same time? And I'm like, absolutely. So if you follow your passion, then your job is, is not a job. It's, it's your life's work, right? Right. And if you just go for a job because it's a safe route, um, you're probably not going to be the best at it or do it well. So this is the same thing. I think that's one of the things if you want to talk about, go back to the question about when you're looking at a matchmaker, something to kind of consider, ask the questions to your matchmaker. Like, how did you get into this? How long have you been doing it? Like ask them questions too. You want to interview them as much as they're interviewing you so that you can genuinely get a good feeling one way or the other if this is somebody you want to work with. Great tip. Love it.
1: Sandra, so um, successfully dating during COVID, any final words of advice or tips to any of our audience listening around successfully dating during COVID before we wrap?
2: Yeah, stay hopeful. Know it's possible and that what you pay attention to gets bigger. So if you're going to pay attention, that This means that you're not going to be able to meet anybody or or build a relationship. That's what will happen. But I'm telling you otherwise, and it's from experience, it's from results, that if you honestly just put yourself in a position to win in your mind that this is possible, that we have more ability to connect with human beings today than we ever have. Technology is amazing. It's given us this awesome gift to still communicate, even when we have to be apart. So there's no excuse, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for anybody to not find love, even during COVID.
1: Love those pills of wisdom. And thank you so much, Sandra. So for any uh, person that's listening on the video today that would like to get in touch with you, what's your best contact information?
2: Yeah, So they can go to Uh That's the easiest way to reach out. They can either fill out an inquiry form, they can contact us on our 800 number, 877-344-9544. So really simple, just look us up and you will find us.
1: Thank you so much, Sandra. I've really enjoyed this conversation and really appreciate you sharing your own personal experiences as well as your experience of being a matchmaker during COVID. And it being so inspirational and exciting in terms of good times for clients.
2: Yeah, it was great to meet you. And I really enjoy this. And I hope your listeners take a little piece of something and make their lives better with that.
1: Thank you so much again. And uh, to wrap things up, listeners, I will just end by saying true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye
0: for now.